Hello and welcome to the Heat Unmissables podcast. I'm Boyd Hilton. My Twitter hashtag is at Boyd Hilton. And I just wanted to mention that. Straight if you in have, there. Straight in there. If you have any feedback at all about this podcast, please, Lord, let me know. Um, you can let Steph Seelan and Kay Ribeiro know, who are my colleagues who are here with me right now. And their, hash, their, their Twitter handles are kind of their names, aren't they? At Steph Seelan and at, at yeah, Kay Ribeiro. There you go. Yeah. So if you want to feedback on anything we talk about in this podcast, anything we've ever talked about, please do let us know. And maybe we're going to suggest using the hashtag people on the ground, POGS, P-O-G-S. <laughs> As you know, if you're a regular listener, um, people on the ground, Steph Seedon coined this phrase referring to basically people, normal people. The regular like, TV watchers. Yeah, TV watchers, people who go to the cinema, um, people listening to this podcast. We're all people on the ground, but it was in reference to like, what are the normal people? What are the normal yeah. people experiencing non, life? Non-wanky media types. Yes, oh, essentially. Thanks, right? That's exact good explanation. So hashtag POGS. Do feedback to us about any opinions you have about anything we say. Obviously, the nicer the better. And also, let me say now, can you also review the podcast if you like it on the iTunes and everything? Give it five stars because we'd be very grateful. So let's get that out of the way. If you don't, just think it. Don't say it. Don't say it. We don't want anything nasty. Exactly. We've got to think we're people too. We're pogs. These are the voices of Steph Seal and Carrie Barrett, by the way. My, my, my trusted, glorious colleagues. Today in this week's podcast, we've got a right, we've got a cornucopia of treats. I think we're running the gamut from high to lowbrow, aren't we? We mm. had two weeks ago we went quite low with a sex special. Sex Last special. week we went quite high in various ways with with the brow. This week, it, honestly, we're covering all the bases. Katie Price's new fly on the wall documentary series. We're going to review highbrow. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't get higher than that. Spider-Man colon Homecoming that we all trooped to the cinema together to watch last, was it Friday? Was it yeah, Friday, Thursday, night, Friday? No, Thursday night. Thursday. It's out in cinemas tomorrow, Wednesday 5th of July. We're going to review that. In the Dark is a new four-part detective drama starring Mayanna Buring, um, which is quite kind of heavy and dark, as, as the title would suggest. Mm. Uh, it's on BBC <laughs> One from next Tuesday. We're going to look at that. Brooklyn Beckham's book, which is called What I See. What I See. Wait, how did you get your hands on this book? Did you go and watch him and one of his signings? No, I went to the bookshop and I put some money Oh, you down bought it as a porter? Gotcha. Oh, yeah, it's out now. It's out money now. It just exchange. came out. I believe it just came out on Friday. Um, so we've got that published by Penguin Highbrow. Oh, uh, what's the uh, RRP on this book? I think it's sixteen ninety nine. Let's check that. Yep, sixteen ninety nine. Listen, it's a hardback. Three pounds off a foil, as FYI. Oh. And finally, no, last bit by no means least, Ross Kemp's new series, <laughs> Ross Kemp Extreme Kemp World, a. on Sky One, um, starting next Monday, nine o'clock. Which looks at the opening episode is about the race war. <laughs> that he thinks could happen. I don't know why I'm laughing because it's very serious. In America. Um, so we're going to look at that. And we're going to think about what Cage Price's best moment ever is. And, and obviously, everything. again, very highbrow. Yeah. Very highbrow. All the moments. Just her whole life, yeah. But before we look at any of that stuff and nonsense, Kay, what are you enjoying? What are you looking at at the moment? What are you watching? What are you, I don't know, what are you, what, what's, what are you into? Okay, the first thing that I'm really into at the moment is the lock. Now, are either of you watching the lock? No. Like this is now. I have to admit, this is one of the rare new, quite it's on ITV Sunday nights, right? Yeah, nine thirty Sunday murder mystery thing set in Scotland. That's, I haven't watched any of it. Oh I'm my sure, god! Yeah, you need to watch it. It's a bit. It's very. I know everyone says this now. It's like a way of describing shows, but it's very broad churchy in that it's. A mur- series of murders that are taking place in one small little rural village. The um, the 
police officers there are investigating. Everyone's kind of under suspicion. There's someone there who's already been like arrested for a murder before he's now living, trying to, you know, rehabilitate and everything. Yeah. Dodgy doctors, all that going on. And everyone is under suspicion. Who's so it's brilliant. It? All the people in Lock <laughs> is who's in it. Right, all the all the people that you'd find mm-hmm. if you went to IMDb <laughs> right. are in it. Great. So yeah, all the greats. Kay hasn't got those names to I hand. I don't have thing, those names. Okay. Answer not. that question. Uh, which <laughs> lock is it set in there? Do we know that? Is it a fictional lock? Is it a real lock? Is it um, Lomond? Is it Ness? Where's yeah? Where's Ness? Yeah, Ness. Ness. Yeah, because yeah, Ness. Oh, okay. And because they they have this ongoing thing about like the boat tours going looking for the Loch Ness monster. Ah, see, okay. this is yeah. another type of monster in Ooh. Loch Ness. Oh. There's two monsters. Very well. You should Boys definitely watch this. Like, do you know? I've been meaning to watch it, and I got someone else to preview the first. What you know, first episode. But I have. I, I, maybe I'll watch it in one go. Maybe I'll do yeah. like binge. a binge. I binged three episodes, and it was brilliant. Okay. Yeah. I'm so excited. who's been murdered? What's the whole thing? Who? Listen, I can't. No, I'm not going to tell you this. You need to catch <laughs> right, okay. up. Stop right. demanding just, the names right, of these people okay. that Kay doesn't have. I to feel have. like if I give you too much information, there's no point in you watching it. Right. And I want you to just, go to ITV you know Player. Just watch it. All right, What about you? What have you? What have you? What's been? Arousing Tonight, your interest. I, well, as you know, I'm still on Broken, and it's the last. If you listen to this on Tuesday, it's the last episode of Broken tonight. So we're going to finally see what happens to Scene Bean. It's been an immense series. It's been every Tuesday the most depressing hour of my life. But it, as, as I've said before, <laughs> that's scene a great sell. <laughs> no, it's just so gritty, gritty drama. I love yeah. it. But your life is one breeze, isn't it? So you need is, some grit. All in the highs. I've got to bring myself yeah. got to be back down, down by something. Yeah. But you know what else I watched at the weekend? I watched a film, right? Mm. Really randomly, I had not seen Bridget Jones's Baby and I watched that. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you fun. probably saw it when it was I really relevant. liked it, did mm. you? But well, it's, it's in, it's in the Sky Store. So I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that. I watched it. You I paid was, money for it. Do you know what I did? I'm surprised you didn't do it on the illegals. I don't... Look, I don't yeah. know what you're suggesting, but it wasn't on the illegal, so I couldn't. You paid um, good. Okay, it's on the Sky Store, yeah. yeah. And so I watched it, and I was actually like, I mean, I have to say, Colin's a bit older, Renee's a bit toxy in the old face, but I thought it was very good. But I, don't yeah. you find, like, after the first five minutes, once you've adjusted to that, then you just forget about yeah, it. Yeah, when you've got tox vision on, you're all right. Yeah. But um, tox yeah, goggles. I really wanted to, you know, I love McDreamy, and I was thought it was excellent. I don't Do want to give away the ending because you might want to buy it on the. She has a baby. She has. She does have a baby. <laughs> she has the guy. And there's baby. a wedding, but to who? Yeah. Do you oh. remember when it came out? Everyone went on about her face. So I thought it was really unfair. Even even there was famous the Variety review. Yeah, that was terrible. It was terrible. Went on about her face, which I thought was kind of incredible. Really, well, it for, is distracting. Oh, okay. It is though. It is distracting. I could see why some proper film people, not the blogs. Uh, I'll tell you, the best person in Bridget Jones's Baby is though. Oh, yes. oh yes, Thompson. yes. Thompson. Emma Thompson. E. Yeah, oh. she is fantastic. Well, no, no? Emma, no, I wasn't going to say she oh. is fantastic. Sarah Soleimani. <laughs> Sarah Soleimani, my close personal friend. So who does she play? She's her best mate. She's the best mate, yeah. The best mate. No, E.T. was be- but I like, she is the best. Well. Oh, the one who talks like this. That best no. mate. No. The one they go to the festival to get. Have yes. you watched this? Oh, yeah, weekend? she's yes. great. Oh, yeah, her. Oh, yeah. Sarah, she, so from him and her. She's a personal friend. From him and her. We lost to Toby. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, she is very she's good. She's good. She's actually moved to LA now, so I don't, don't see her, but she's good. She's brilliant, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. she is good. Um, can God. I just say You can interrupt. You can say whatever the hell you want. Because, you know, last week I did accept your challenge of watching. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, Hold on. This Whoa. is it's breaking news, right? So last week you guys were like, um, 
oh, you sh- hey, Kay, you specifically in the whole wide world, you shouldn't watch Body Heat, which actually I've been wrongly calling Deep Heat all weekend. I mean, I was emphatic and about that. You really yeah, shouldn't. Steph was going on and on about it, saying I shouldn't watch it, couldn't give me one good reason why. At Torres, People on the internet, yeah. yeah at Torres J47, he jumped on this Our bandwagon <laughs> and he was like, yeah, at Kay Ribeiro, you shouldn't watch this. And he couldn't give me a reason why. So I was like, you know what, guys, to hell with you. I'm going to rent it and I'm going to see what it's no like. No respect. I am going to sit down on a Sunday with my mum. Right? <laughs> your mum, you didn't Jesus. watch it with your mum. Please tell us you didn't watch it with your mum. Mrs. Rib loved it. No, she didn't. Oh. No, I didn't know I didn't watch it with her. But I watched it on my own. Bit weird Sunday afternoon because, you know. Um, and <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Listen, oh. I know. What were you thinking? Listen, I've got this. What, what did you like about it? All of it. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was I thought it was a really it's a great classic. thriller. And like, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, there is lots of sex in it. Yeah. But I'm not prude, and also it was good sex, like because it's <gasps> Kathleen Turner. She's really yes. hot, yes. and like and I'd rather Hurt. watch that than like Geordie Shore or X on the Beach and that grubby sex. Oh. So it was good sex. But but um. But you're a fan of Love Island. What about that grubby sex? They didn't have so much sex this Don't year. They? Um, no, it's okay. all about love and romance, mm-hmm. Boyd, okay. as it should be. Fine. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. My only th- th- gripe with it was. It's like set in Florida, isn't it? There's a massive heat wave and everything. Now, if they continue to rub each other up and down, right? Mm, they're just going to generate more heat. Yeah, at one point, my <laughs> favourite life, my line was when he essentially said, my penis is going to drop off if we have any more sex because mm. she was just demanding it all the time. Well, it's so. not a lesson in keeping cool, that film, is it? No, or all. buy a fan. I, I, I believe mm. he doesn't, he, doesn't use the penis, does he? Does he say dick? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to say it because I thought it was too years. crass to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was using no, it. Is, I can't know. believe you like that film. I, I really... feel like I don't even know you anymore. But <laughs> what what did you not like about it? I just think it's it's kind of, maybe I'm a prude. It's a bit gratuitous. There's like a lot of sex in it. Oh, I think oh, you, no. you are a prude. No, I thought it was sexy. I? Yeah. I thought it was like, yeah, I didn't think it was. You're on the kitchen table. old now. That's a classic scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it's brilliant. But even even apart from the sex, it's, it's the whole point of it in a way from what from memory. So this was written and directed by Lawrence Kasdan, by the way, who's a legend. He wrote The Empire Strikes Back. He's in the middle right now of this whole, you know, for the next start, the Han Solo Star Wars mm, film. You know about that? Solo film. Where they sacked the directors. Oh yeah, yeah. The, um, and he was apparently heavily involved in that whole process. And wasn't didn't wasn't happy with what they were wanting to do because he wanted them to stick to his script that he's written for the Han Solo film with his son. Ooh. He's an absolute legend, Lawrence Kasdan. I love him. Um, so this was his. I think this was his first huge phenomenon, and I think the whole idea it, because it's a it's a film noir. So it's like you know, like the films they made in the forties, which were all moody, with with you know with weird weird things going on and detectives oh, and God, yeah. femme fatales, all that. And all, yeah. yeah, everything. The moody, you know, it's very, very dark. Amber and yeah, very and dark. Whole... But he wanted to do it with the modern that you could have sex and violence and swearing. So that was his whole thing. That like, why don't why don't we do this? But and they had for the it modern all. world, and it's got it all. Yeah, I think it is brilliant. Yeah. William Hurt was great. Yeah, I'm oh, that you loved it. I was watching it. And I kept thinking, oh god, something really like it's going to be really disgusting. Something's going to happen, and I was like, something's oh, going to happen. I'm, lots of things happened a lot. That's what happened. I'm I'm getting the vibe now. What we realise is actually Steph's the prude. Yeah, I, but, I'm, I'm, but I think we established that in the sex special, didn't we? Yeah, the point? naked attraction. Think, yeah, because you, you you hated naked attraction. You didn't like despite giving it full the close ups. Of no, I did. I genitals. Look, I, anyway, let's not revisit. We've got I, no. Yeah, let's read. No, I just said I hadn't seen that many penises in one hour, and Boyd said, and we said, are you that sure? <laughs> yeah, if you've seen more penises than that in one hour, please <laughs> do get in touch at Boyd Hilton yeah. hashtag Pogs. Or yeah. if there's anything else that you want us anything to watch. Else. Please do get in contact. I, if you're wondering what I I am watching, well, no you're, about about ask, you, Boyd. you're about to ask. You're about to ask. Let me just. Qu- I know I, I've been talking about it in, in, on and off for, you know since we started this podcast. I think Arsenal football. 
No, it's not. Oh, right. We're out of season. It's out of season. They're on a break. That's oh, why we went really. I mean, I did watch as soon as you won the Confederates Cup final the other right. night with Chile and Germany. Yeah. Oh, did you see my friend Football Matthew still on. was? Uh, yeah, he was yeah, really he good. Was commentating, oh, wasn't he good? Oh, it's a whole this side is track. not what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. Sorry, I'm you sorry. You went to school with Matthew Upson, is that right? No, I didn't go to school with him. I didn't go to school with him. He used to play. He started out at Luton Town, and yeah, so. Oh yeah, you know him from the Luton scene. Yeah. Guys, listening, if you want us to never talk about football again, just at Boyd Hill. He was a pun. No, he was very he was good. good he was good. And he's sure. he very well. He has aged very yeah. well. Let's move on. Anyway, <laughs> also, Mike Pugach who's also been on my po- oh, football really? podcast. Anyway, oh, sorry. All right. Look, sorry. You mentioned football. You oh. mentioned it. Yeah, yeah the Confederates Your Cup was fault. good. Case yeah. fault. Um, anyway, uh, no, what I was going to say was Twin Peaks. So, last, so we're on a hiatus this week. There's no episode of Twin Peaks this week. It's a one week hiatus, thank God. But last week, episode eight, because you two haven't been catching up, have you? Kay Let said me just it was say not now, for her. episode not for eight moi. of Twin Peaks. Well, I thought episode three was the most incredible thing that's ever been seen on TV. Episode eight blows it out of the effing water. <sighs> so this is the episode that went out last Tuesday on Sky Atlantic or Sunday night if you watched it live. It's, it'll still be on catch up if you want to see it. And I, I urge, I mean, it's it's like a standalone thing of madness. I actually think both of you should watch it because Which it's episode? so crazy and insane and and do you know what it's not boring though like someone <laughs> yeah, but I, think, I hope not I can't remember because a lot of David I thought we'd land inland Empire did you see that David, the David Lynch the last film he right, did was three yeah. hours long of boredom for me and it was really weird and there was no proper story this you're like what is going on it's completely bewildering I mean there's Creatures going in people's mouths oh. and being born, and um, there's like a weird, like a spaceship. And it, honestly, no, you have no idea what's going on, but it's kind of incredibly entertaining. At We're the looking disbelieving, and it's horrific. I... That's horrible oh. as well. Anyway, so which episode was this? Eight, episode eight. 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 Okay. The because so, we're on hiatus with the most recent episode until until we're back next week. It's the most, it's the weirdest episode of TV ever, I think. I'm saying the that weirdest now. episode of TV. I might have ever. said that for episode three, but it's definitely but, the case well, you're for episode eight. eight. Okay. Yeah. And it blows all those other rivals out of the water that, you know, um, you know the ones we had, Legion. And American stuff. Gods. American Gods. Oh, my God. This is showing you how to do it. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Fighting well talk. Well done, David. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well done, Lynch. So, anyway. Lynch, let's... if you want to send us a message <laughs> at Boyd Hill on the Pogs. Yeah, if you want to talk about sure anything with us, please come on board. There actually are a lot of people on the ground on uh, in this episode of Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. yeah there's a lot of ground action. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, now it's perch your interest. Yeah. Uh, now then, in sharp contrast, let's go from David Lynch to Katie Price. Uh, one of the same, you know, both genius Kate, in their field. Katie Price's new series is called Katie Price colon My Crazy Life, <laughs> which is a brilliant title. It's on a channel called Quest Red. Which I didn't now, even know was a thing. A lot of people don't. I have to say. Um, I believe it's like Discovery owns it. Um, and so it's like they're kind of reality TV channel, basically. It's like a shopping channel, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I don't get why it's called Quest Red. I mean, it's going for a while now. What, what, I mean, why Red? Why Quest? I mean, it is... Do you know we'll, why it's called so Quest Red? We haven't got long... If you do, please... Please, at, please tweet us. me. If you're from Quest Red and you can explain why it's called Quest Red, let us know. Anyway, this is her first, I believe... Katie Price's first like proper TV series for about seven years. Is that right? Yeah, since yeah. her um since so Katie no, and Alex. She did have the um the Pony Club one. 
Oh, Does sorry. That count? Yeah. No, I think we, I mean, that counts as a showing that it was like shown on TV and people watch. Yeah, yeah, you did get an insight into their lives okay. with that pony. But, but, but it sounds more dramatic, seven years, so let's go with that. Okay. Um, seven years. Seven God. years, I say. <laughs> oh, well, I'm wow. reading, yeah, I'm reading, that's what, that's what we've said in the official preview, so I've got to stick to that. Okay. Stick that with today. the official line. Um, and it's kind of like, I'm, I'm saying the scene, it's basically her life, isn't it? There's no, it's the most crazy low life. concept idea for a TV series ever yeah. plonk cameras in her house and following her around wherever she goes and that is what happens so you meet all of her family all the kids mm. um, what's it, her husband Kieran is that right Kieran what does he do by the way okay so he was a builder oh, and right. famously early on in their relationship he was a stripper oh yeah do you remember he was a yeah. stripper and then he was a builder and then there's these great pictures came yeah. out that revealed he was still working on a building site because she knows how to make oh. sure her men aren't after her money right. um, so that's what oh, he does they don't really make it clear in the show what he does do now they? he's a farmer well, he's he just, just looks after the animals. He looks after I mean, all the kids. Yeah, yeah, he does everything. Yeah. Cook. Um, House husband. Yeah, quite right too. What do we think? I mean, obviously she's a controversial figure. You know, people hate her, people love her. She's obviously, she she mines her life, doesn't she, for, for essentially monetary gain. You know, she make, the way she makes money is out of her own personal life. So all the kids are there and people always make fun of the fact that she's kind of exploiting her kids. But, but Kay, what do you think? I really liked it. Yeah. I've got to say, it's my guilty pleasure. Katie Price and the Kardashians are like, you know, my idea of reality heaven. But she's this, way different to the Kardashians, though, isn't no, she? No, but I mean, just uh, in terms of... Right. You know, the same people. format, though. Yeah, and, okay. you know, that kind of in-depth insight to their lives and, like, no-holds-barred, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But, like, for me, what I loved is I really love Junior. He really stands yeah. out. As amongst the kids, as the one who is just completely, he's very smart, he's a bit cocky, he's a little Peter Andre, essentially. Mm. But I just loved it, because there's bits in it that you're just completely unreal, you're watching it, and she's showing a um, naked picture of herself, legs akimbo, to Bunny going, who's this? Who's this? And you're like, and, she, and Bunny goes, mummy? And you're like, so Bunny, oh. so we should say, how old's Bunny? Bunny's literally like oh, the yeah, Bunny's youngest. a child, not the animal. She's a little kitty, like, <laughs> he's still in a pram, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Junior's what about, like, 13, oh well, this is something? the whole thing. So Katie thinks he's um, twelve, right. and he's actually eleven. There's yes. this funny sequence where they're going through the kids' ages, and she keeps on getting she wrong, and Kieran's yeah. like, yeah. "No, no, actually, yeah, that is funny, yeah, yeah." Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I think he's he's a real standout for me, and also um, her mum, Amy. Yeah. Because the, in in this one, it's not very much of a like a spoiler, but she decides that she's going to go and she's going to relaunch once again her dying pop career because she wants to do it before she's forty, and her mum's just like, oh god. Well, they're all like, oh god, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like he's really funny. Junior's really funny about it, and the mom, uh, mm. Amy's just like a dance track, but you can't even dance. It's just like they're all just taking the piss out of her. Did you believe, I- Steph, that? Mm. That it was all real because there's so, so she is relaunch part of it is she's relaunching her pop career and she wants to make a single. She's making a single with this producer DJ guy called yeah whatever. Tom Zanetti. Thank you. Yeah. And she kind of tells she immediately mentions his name and husband's like oh, no because he he knows that she's been flirting with him on mm. texts and this that and the other. She says I don't want you working with him. And then she goes off and does does it anyway like behind his back. Do we actually believe oh, that? I, I totally believe that <laughs> okay. she did that. I just have got as. I just want to pick up on what Kay said about Junior because Junior has some of the best quotes in this program ever. And also, so does Katie. So basically, before when she's about, she's telling us to the camera that she's going to launch her career again. She says, I did Eurovision. I made an album with my hubby. I've had three singles out. They all failed. And then she says, so I'm going to try again. <laughs> and you're, you're honestly, you're screaming, no, but yes, this is going to be amazing. And then she sits around and she tells the family, and Junior's response, he actually says, are you having a laugh? 
what you want us to watch you embarrass yourself yeah. oh my god how is that fun for us how is that fun for us yeah. and then he says <laughs> he is, when yeah. she sings he says that almost broke my eardrums which i think is how we all felt when we ourselves heard the single he is actually as Kay said he is the star of this show yeah, completely and utterly yeah, he's brilliant yeah but yeah. yeah, it's complete. It's totally believable because it, I think she's always been brilliant at having a no holds barred attitude to her life. She knows she makes money from how how yeah. literally crazy her life is, and I think this is she's unapologetic brilliant. and actually yeah. I her for that. Like yeah. she's decided. I mean, look, we all you know probably her single isn't to everyone's taste. You know, um, very diplomatic. You know, mm. I mean, okay, some people say it makes her she ears bleed. It on, like, she performed it on, I believe the premiere was on Loose Women, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know, we a lot gathered of, around our TV I saw screens. a lot of, most of the office was gathering around watching. Yeah. How did it go down? It went down. Okay. Like Hesitant. Titanic. Yeah. What's um, it called, the single? Do we know, by the way? Sorry, oh, testing you. This is like, God, this is a test. The cast I don't know. Lock. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't I don't matter. know, but Carry anyway, on. Um, she... She's just really, she'll just yeah. do it. And I actually respect that because, you know, there's a lot of people out there who probably have dreams of doing whatever and either just don't get off their asses and do it. And she is actually doing it even though she knows there's going to be a backlash and everyone's going to think it's so horrendous and she probably should never be allowed to release music. The but single, by the way, is called I Got You. Oh, yeah, I got you. You with the, the, the letter. Let's not forget, this woman has a humongous fan base. Like, it's well, very easy to slag her off. But actually, <laughs> this woman, she's obviously doing something very, very right. Oh, she's a businesswoman, as yeah. she always tells us. Um, but this is, well, this is the thing, though, isn't it? Has she, how, because how big really is the fan base now? That's the question. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, but it's because this, it has been a while since she's been. You know, like seven, eight years ago, ten years ago, she was an absolute superstar, wasn't she? In this country, she was like our Kim Kardashian in a way. It's not. The, it's not peak like when right, she's with Pete. It has declined, doesn't it? Because she back in the day, she was always on the cover of Heat. She was on the cover of All Our Rivals. She had shows left, right, and centre. Every year there'd be another show on ITV Two. The ones with Peter Andre, but it did decline, didn't it? I remember famously she, she did a show on Living, which was a flop. And, you know, so I'm wondering whether now is this the Renaissance? Is it? Are we now back being interested well, in her again? I feel like because she's been on the Loose Women panel this whole time, right. she's kind of had to rein it in yeah. a little bit, and that's given her an amazing platform for whatever she wants to do. And her businesses make loads of money. Her books make money. She's got um, a equestrian collection, like loads oh, of yeah. like, clothes. And stuff. Yeah. Like that. Her perfumes, the books that she. The steamy mm. novels that she writes. Also, she's not a boring character. I mean, look, she's her husband cheated I, on her after, you know, what, in the first year, Kieran. This is, the incre- this, current, this is an incredible moment. Yeah. There's a scene where he talks about how he, he, he did cheat on her in the, in the first year. And they're still together and she's forgetting him. They talk about the whole thing. I mean, it is. It, I, I did That's find I it interesting, just, I have to yeah. say. Yeah, I wasn't bored. I was expecting to be a bit bored because having watched quite a lot of her exposing her life and herself, of course, over the years. I just thought, well, do, we, do I need to see her again? But actually, you're right, because of the kid. The kids are brilliant. The kids are all the stars yeah. of the show. All of them yeah. are fantastic because yeah. they're all completely, like, real and funny. And I think it's a credit to her because I do think, like, well, she's clearly brought them up in such a way that they feel happy to say anything they want to her in terms of, like, they, I mean, there's respect, but they do make fun of her. I mean, the, there's like the, there is respect a little bit. I mean, they are essentially saying like. I mean, they're not. And what I mean, respect is they're not swearing at her or anything. They're, they're, no, they're, they're making fun of her in in a kind of teasing, in, a, in, a, in, a, teasing in an affectionate way. way. Thank you. And I thought that was really good. Like that, she's like they're all the whole family is kind of making fun of each other, yeah. aren't they? I but thought that was kind of great. Can you imagine what it's like to grow up in that? That is. Whatever you think about Katie Price, that house is fun, okay? Yeah, there, you exactly, know, yeah. literally, if 
you can live in a home where at any point, like there's a point in this episode where Kieran comes home with two alpacas. Yes. I mean, that is so exciting. I mean, one of them literally runs at Bunny and nearly knocks her down, <laughs> yeah. whilst Bunny also is eating poo in a field. <laughs> I mean, this is a fun house. Katie Anything tells us to happen. stop eating, eating Yeah, she does yeah. say, yeah, to Bunny, be fair. stop eating that poo. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's it's fun. What's not fun to be and I a actually nice think, life? I think that... Um, I think, you know, I prefer it to kind of the Kardashians in a way because I think my issue with the Kardashians often is they all talk in that very American way. Do you know what I mean? Being American, though. A bit contrived. No, but it all feels like they're all talking, they're all saying stuff because they're so used to being filmed all the time. It doesn't feel real to me sometimes. Whereas this, everything about it, you know, it's partly why I asked you the question. Even yeah. this, when she's recording this ludicrous single with this doofus producer who, who she's been flirting with and he's so her type, isn't he? He's like his tattoo. Yeah. Oh my God, he's dude. ridiculous. He's I hilarious. love it when he goes, I got goosebumps hearing her sing. No, yeah. you got it's a boner. Funny. It's funny. Oh. Oh. It's true. Easy, okay. <laughs> um, but I just thought, I, I kind of believed it. So yeah, I mean, we're all surprisingly uh, impressed. Let's with just put it like this. I don't Price, imagine much is edited out of that show because no. I think she'll just no. allow it because yeah. it's... And it's in, a, it's in a good half hour chunk. I think they're showing the first two episodes next Monday at 10 o'clock and then it'll be half hour every week. Digestible half hour. Star rain, Kay, for Katie Price. Um, I would like to give this four stars and I'd also like to just apologise for saying the word boner. <laughs> I am going to give this three and a half stars. Um, I love Jordan. Um, I like She's Katie called Katie Price. Yeah, oh, but I, I think love you're doing Jordan. The old division. Yeah, I uh, love Jordan. Yeah. The twin personality. I like Katie Price, but I want Jordan to come back, and I think she's making a huge comeback with this single. I want Jordan to come back. I do. Um, I, I'm going to give it three stars, which you know is is I'm saying it's, it's much better than I thought it was going to be. It's watchable. And, and, I, and I do like them. I do. I, I kind of, you know, so I have a love. Sometimes I think she's. I think she has the capability of being unbelievably awful to people. And then on the other hand, I think she's she's all right. And then you hear her music, and you're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Well, she's been. She's basically committed to a lifetime of punishing Kieran for sleeping with <laughs> right. her two best friends, which is fair enough. It's fair enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the new blockbuster film of the week: Spider-Man: Colon Homecoming. Which in a strange way, because in the same way that um, Katie Price has had loads of reinventions over the years, hasn't mm. she? Spider-Man. So Spider-Man. Yeah. This is, it was only three years ago, believe it or not, the last Spider-Man film, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, starring Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, was out. And then before that, there was The Amazing Spider-Man 2012, which was only five years after Spider-Man 3, which before that, we've had three versions of Spider-Man in the last decade, it's quite weird, isn't it? Preposterous, even for superhero franchises. Steph. But isn't it because he is so he has he's this young teenager, Spider Man. You don't really can't have Spider Man growing up, can you? I feel like you can't have Toby. Right. Well, you can't have Toby Maguire now, can you? Doing sure. any Spider Man? Yeah, he's supposed to be young, and that's even true. Tom Holland is actually twenty one in real life, when he's supposed to be playing a fifteen year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't he? I think it's partly as well because. Both of those versions of the franchise slightly kind of really declined. So Spider-Man 3 was pretty shit, in my opinion. Mm. And Sp The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was incredibly mediocre. And they both would just ended up being very disappointing. And so I think they thought, right, we really want to be reboot it now. And the, one, the thing about this one is it fits in, Kay, as I'm sure you know, to the wider Marvel Cinematic Universe, Avengers. the MCU. So even though the Avengers films and all those films yes. are made by a different studio with Marvel... This one is made with Sony. Those ones are made with Disney. Oh. It's all coming together. So Iron Man is in this one. 
cunning. Just summing up my thoughts. Yeah, cunning. And of course, we int- we saw this version of Spider-Man introduced in the last Captain America film. Yeah. Well, Infin- no. What was it called? No, it wasn't. It's even of the Civil War. Civil War. It, yeah, Captain America, America Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that colon? Why did I think that's Civil War. Been, yeah, it was all know. the Avengers in there. Yeah, it was. It's the colons throw everyone yeah, off. Oh, I really do. So, uh, so, do we want to explain the plot? Do you want to explain the plot, Steph? How do you feel about that? I mean, I've set the scene in I terms of uh, you know the kind of where we are with the franchise. Born ready. Okay, so uh, it literally kicks off from where we've seen Spider-Man in Civil War, mm. and he, uh, the young Spider-Man who played by Tom Holland, the brilliant Tom Holland, British actor again. They're addicted to getting the Brits. Andrew Garfield was a Brit as well. He is just a, a young kid at high school, and he is waiting for his school. So he's now kind of in sort of the Avengers fold. So they're kind of looking after him, but from a distance. And he's like waiting for his call, like saying, "I'm available. When's my next adventure? When's when's it going to happen?" And Happy, the guy who looks after him, played by the brilliant John Favreau, um, is sort of like batting him off and just saying, yeah, yeah, don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll look after you, we'll look after you, we'll look after you. And, but in the meantime, he, the, our friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man is hungry for some crime-fighting action. So he sort of goes off on his own and is looking to like save people. So he does this a bit of small-time crime-fighting. And then he discovers... Michael Keaton's character and this isn't a spoiler because it happens very very early on that you discover that Michael Keaton's character plays the vulture um, and he discovers that he is uh, oh god yeah what is he he's He's like a thief thief he's a thief of 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 alien alien super material stuff he's a baddie that's a really good so all that special alien super super material stuff that the Avengers kind of use that technology I think yeah Um, he's kind of using for nefarious purposes so in fact we don't we he goes around in the aftermath of whatever happened at the end of the last film we saw the Avengers in and he he scoops it all up, these glowing blue things and to use for nefarious purposes. Evil deeds. Evil deeds yeah. And I mean, the reason it's called Homecoming is it all centres around there is going to be like a homecoming event, you know, what the kids in America have. And there is a, a little bit of a love story throughout it because it's all set against the backdrop of him actually being a young teenager. And Marissa Tomei plays Aunt, the brilliant Aunt May yeah. in it. And she has no idea what's going on. He has got this great sidekick, which is, uh, is his school friend called Ned. Also brilliant. And it's about, because I don't want to give too much of it away. No, no, no you're doing it's, well. It's kind of a YA version of Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like a you, yeah, young adult kind of film in some yeah. ways, isn't it? And it is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, God, so funny. It's so, so funny. And, yeah, as I said, he's because he's a gymnast, and he actually played uh, Billy, Elliot, Billy Elliot on stage, didn't he? Yes. Uh, um, I, I mean, I don't know how many of those stunts he does himself, but it's I very, very impressive. He did a lot of them. We, did the, we had the Heat interview um, with him in the issue a few weeks back, and he was saying that he did a lot of his own stunts, and it was, you know, obviously the height is like extraordinary, and you used to feel sick doing them. Now, the incredible thing about this film is it's got no less than six credited screenwriters, and usually that... Six? Yeah, and so usually... That's, and the director, John Watts, I mean, I think he's, he's, he's hardly even, you know, directed many films of any interest or import without wanting to do him down. But it is, uh, it was surprisingly good. Were you surprised? Were you, have you seen any of these other Spider-Man films? Kay, did you give a flying shit about Spider-Man? What was your feeling? I did, look, as superheroes go, Superman's my, my main man. Is he? But having said that, I absolutely loved this because I think Tom Holland is excellent. And I've got to say that I've got a massive, massive crush on him as oh. Peter Parker. And I know that's a bit wrong, Cougar. maybe. Yeah. No, he's 21. Cougs. He's 21. Oh, okay, legal. Um, So, no, he is, is, like, so so good as Peter Parker. And I just think the friendship between him and Ned, particularly, and also him and Happy, what made it for me. Mm. Because it was just so, so funny. And I didn't even care about, like, because I'm not really aware of the Avengers and, you know, like, I'm not really into that. What? I know. So, like, some of that was lost on me, you know, but 
I didn't care about that because it wasn't about that for me. It's all about the scene setting of him coming to terms with his spidey powers, failing miserably in, in loads of different ways. And it just being like... Brilliant. His, Ned's actually played by uh, Jacob Batalon, who yes. is, is a real star of this, isn't he? He's brilliant. Yeah, as the psychic, as he wants psychic. to be the he wants to be the person in the chair. Yeah, which is a great face for like the the person who sorts <laughs> who's kind of there to do all the technical stuff and go on the computers and the help geeky him. one, the yeah. geeky one, help help out the real hero, the psychic of the hero yeah. in the chair. Yeah, I agree. It is Tom Holland is absolutely brilliant, isn't he? He's just. Likeable, so funny, his delivery, his, his, his timing is perfect. Sorry, that was the sound of my teacup. Um, and he just bounces off the rest of the cast brilliantly. Like there's the, there's, there's the other female character who he fancies is obsessed with. Um, oh, Liz. Liz, yeah. thank you. Um, Played by Laura Harrier. Thank you. Um, who's also really good. Everyone in it is really good. But like their chemistry is really good. You know, like she's older than him, but he's kind of, it's like an unrequited thing. He's obsessed with her. Michael Keaton, we should mention. Isn't oh. it amazing that Michael Keaton did Birdman, where he played this this actor who was kind of annoyed by being in superhero films, playing this terrible superhero with big wings. And yeah. this has got big mechanical wings as the villain. But don't you think, Boyd, I mean, I really felt like it was in a film which is, largely comedic it was incredible how Michael Keaton was able to maintain yes. the baddie the yes. villain all the way throughout and I and you still were quite scared of him he was still play, just yeah, he was scary yeah. yeah but he didn't you know he didn't have any comedic lines at all but no. he still managed to fit in this film because I yeah. I, I lulled Probably every five minutes. It was. It's funny. It's weird. It's funny all the way through. Yeah. It's not. It's not like it's an out-and-out out comedy. It's not like it's. You know, it's, it's just still smart. A, it's smart. Yeah. That's it's, what it it's is. like. It's witty. Yeah. All the way through. The yeah. dialogue is very, very clever. And also, there's an the extraordinary through. twist that no one saw coming. And it whole in the in the screening yes. room, everyone was like, <gasps> Yeah. It's a great twist. It was and good, that, wasn't sometimes it? with twists, I always feel almost say we shouldn't even say if there, that there is a twist. Well, if it's. I think that you must good. always assume in a film like this is going to be twist, right? But it's, it's, not, it's not like it's at the end. There's a narrative no, twist. So yeah. again, drama. how much to say about it? But yeah, but you're right. It was like so brilliantly done, and no one saw it coming. Clean this, and you're right to get a twist in the middle of a. I film. I mean, I got whiplash looking between you and John Dan. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So to get a twist in the middle of a film where none of the audience. No. Clearly knows it's coming, and they're all brilliant. That's that's incredible joy, isn't it? And I went to see it again on Sunday. Did you? So I think twice. What the? Uh, there was a family screening, and then so I took like my little nephew dressed as Spider Man. It was adorable. Oh, and cute. my brother, I said to my brother, "Did you see that twist coming?" And he was like, "Nobody saw the twist coming yeah, at all." It's so so good. yeah, I really want to see it again. I'm going to find a kid to take, like my niece or something. Kidnap someone. Yeah. <laughs> we so official like we do not endorse yeah. pogs. Oh, don't okay. listen to right. boys. Even if it is to see superhero films, you can just go and see them. Yeah, it is. An, I mean, it's incredible how Marvel. You know, because I am, I do like the Marvel um, superhero films, and it is an unbelievable job they do, isn't it? Making them feel so fresh and entertaining and funny. They're all. I mean, I can't think of one that's. That, I mean, like you know, Doctor Strange was brilliant. It was, Doctor Strange was great. Benedict it, and yeah, But they are all, you know, in the in the, in the part of the Disney studio. So this, I think, this is the an incredibly effective reboot of the Spider-Man franchise by them. And a very it? clever use of um, Iron Man, I think. As you know, Iron yeah. Man is my fave. And he should say, he's not in it all the way through, no. Robert Downey Jr. He's in it enough. John Favreau's in it more, yeah. who, as you say, is fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, it's incredible. I'm giving it five stars. I'm giving it five stars too. Yeah, five stars. You'll really enjoy this, everybody. How about that? So the Pogs will love it. Spider-Man Homecoming in cinemas tomorrow, Wednesday, July the 5th. Everyone go and see it. It's going to be a massive hit, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. And you know what? If you do like Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr., oh, yeah. I mean, remember all... to watch. Go back go back and watch Only You, which is one of the greatest films of all time. I mean, Boyd, Marissa, come Marissa, on. Marissa Tomei has always been the best. She has. 
She's Absolutely fabulous. brilliant. In Seinfeld, you've seen this episode? Oh, yeah, come on. Well, every Seinfeld episode's yeah. amazing. Let's move on to the literally dark drama, In the Dark. That's a terrible introduction, but I'm sticking with it. On I BBC know. One, starting on BBC One, uh, Tuesday, 11th of July, a week today at nine o'clock. It's adapted from books by best-selling novelist Mark Billingham, who I vaguely know. I used to—I mean, I haven't seen him. I used to review his books quite regularly on um, on the radio. On if Five you saw Live. him in the street, would you say hi? Yes. Well, then you know him. Yeah. Um, and it stars Mayanna Buring, who's very good. She's in um, that program, oh, Ripper Street. Ripper Street. Yeah. Yes. Thank God, I dredged it out of my mind. <laughs> Um, and it's written the adaptation is written by Danny Brocklehurst who's a really good writer he wrote Ordinary Lies you know that thing mm, with a different story every week set in the workplace and everyone's got a lie a big lie he's really good he also did The Five adapted by Harlan Coben's novel oh, I know. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's very talented he's very very talented who wants to describe <laughs> the story of In the Dark I shall do it Kay. hello okay so uh, Myanna Burring who's got a fantastic name Myanna yeah, my Anna, my K, my stuff. Um, okay, so my Anna Boring plays DCI, uh, DI Helen Weeks, who is uh, we when we join her, she's just discovered she's pregnant and she's struggling with that a little bit because she's not you know the mumsy type. That's not a spoiler because you find out immediately. Yeah, and um, she basically is compelled to return to her hometown, which she doesn't like a lot because her best friend's husband's been accused of abducting two children, two girls, and is arrested for it. And she is obviously a police officer, so she goes to support her friend, but also to kind of help with the investigation. And she takes with her her partner, um, who's also a fellow detective. Um, And it's the story of what happens. Is this guy guilty? Is he he not? How much does the wife know? And, yeah, the Mm. drama Mm. follows. It's it's really interesting the way that they've done this because it's four parts, but... Parts one and two and three and four have got different directors. Well, and also, I, it's, it's, in, and it's two two-part two, stories, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, two two-part so stories. This, this, in, this two-parter is one novel, I believe, yeah. and then the next result will be another novel. So it's, good, different, so it's, yeah, it's basically like it's, it's initially two stories in two parts. Yeah. So the parts one and two are directed by, um, I hope I'm saying his name right, Giles Bannier, who directed The Tunnel. So oh. if you like the tunnel, you will yes. definitely you'll definitely like parts one and two. I mean, you'll Scandal. probably like. Wait four. a minute, sorry. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm just trying to. I'm not doubting that he's good. Um, wait a minute, parts one and two, so one and two is just one story, and then the second and third will be a different right. story it's, altogether. It isn't, yeah. it, but it oh. right, but it's a continuation of her, obviously, of her life. Yeah, her, her stories so, with her as the lead detective. I should just say, <laughs> can I say I've seen all of them? You've said it. I've se- I've seen all of them. She's done a binge. I've done a binge. I've seen every single one, and it is. It, the story continues throughout all of them, but you can watch one and two. And in the second episode, you get the conclusion of, you know, what actually... It right, wraps so it's it up knee, nicely. Knee, knee sewn yeah. up. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, you need to watch them. You need to watch them all. But I think that there is a real difference, Not and without knowing that there were different directors until I looked it up, in oh, three really? and four. Yeah. In terms of what? In terms of... So has this felt more Scandi Noir? I think it did, actually. I I've think it did. I was a huge fan of The Tunnel. Mm. I really, really love The Tunnel. And I think... One and two for me were more atmospheric. Were, yeah, they were. I'm That's putting words yeah, in your yeah, mouth. you are putting words in your mouth, but that is the right the word. Right so words. I'll gladly take that. Good. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, I watched the second part, so I'm up to speed with the with the uh, with the solution and everything. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of, of the thing that Mark Bean does very well in the books is that it's as, it's almost as much about their lives. It's much about her life, her personal life. 
intertwined with the mystery, which is a hard thing to pull off because mm. often I think when people try and do that, it's like, well, you're not as bothered about what's happening in our life. Let's get back to the mystery because that's more important. But in this, I was so I was really impressed by it. It's almost like literally half and half. It's a dual and mystery. Yeah, and mm. intertwined. Yeah, because something it alludes to, something has happened yeah. in her past right. with this friend. They yeah. kind of allude the to that. yeah. And we're and never quite sure in that right. first episode, what is it? And there's the whole thing about going back to your hometown. And let's face it, what, she, what, what it's really saying about the hometown is they're all a bit horrible and nasty, the people there. And she's moved on and she's become this important police person, detective. And they're all, they're all kind of, you know... Her best friend Linda is essentially what she could have been if she hadn't moved out of her hometown. Right. And it's hard to pull that off, isn't it, as well, mm. without seeming a bit, I don't know, patronising and a bit snobby. Mm. With, I mean, she, I mean, they do think she's snobby. That's that's part of the whole kind of theme of it, that the, the people there are very have a lot of thoughts about what she's doing because yeah. she's helping this woman who, who's, who's her husband. Boyfriend? Husband? It's her boyfriend, boyfriend. It's her partner, boyfriend. Who's yeah. this hideous crime. And the, and the way the locals treat... The way the locals treat them mm. is terrible but I, I thought it rang true I think it's like I thought I liked the fact that he was prepared to address the fact that this this community is kind of you know is full of very small minded people and mm. I think if out on out kind of says that without making them feel in any way stereotypical I just thought I believed it I was like well you know yeah I mean you know maybe that's that is the situation maybe that is realistic yeah and I actually thought the fact that they had like kind of two non-competing storylines going on at the same time was really good because it's hard now with gritty crime dramas to be noticed um, because yeah. as, as, as we do all the time, we were comparing everything to Broadchurch. So it's hard to have standout and this felt felt a level of difference to me, yeah, actually. I agree, yeah. This had, for me, it reminded me of the Moor side a little bit, both in the setting, like the state, and also because, you know, like it was... Um, there's an element of like porn, child porn or porn being used as um, evidence. Um, the stepdad being accused of stuff. Um, the woman, the best mm. friend, is not particularly likable. Yeah. Did yeah. anyone else? I no, I know what you mean, yeah. yeah which is a good, that was a true story. Of, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a spoiler. There is a huge twist in episode three. It's episode just three? Episode three. So the next well, story. Three. Relating to... The first story. That's a different story. Yeah, that's to, another uh, story, but there is a huge oh, thing that happens oh, in episode three. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So you stick with it till episode three. We will. At the very least. I mean, we'll talk more about it. Maybe we'll keep talking about it next week because, you know, you haven't seen, Kay, the second, second You haven't one, seen no. the solution to this thing yet that we both have. Mm. Um, oh, can so we'll we revisit? About, we'll revisit. Yeah, we'll see how, Let's how, have a deep believe, how convincing you found the whole resolution of it and everything. And we'll see what the listeners hopefully thought as well. So if you do, if you have thoughts on In the Dark when you watch it, hopefully watch it next Tuesday, BBC One, 11th of July, 9 o'clock. Feedback to me or you guys. Well, do you know what I would Boytown? say? Because we're going to try, say... try and say as well, like I thought this was absolutely brilliant. And like I said, it's really, really hard for like the BBC to compete with things like Netflix now because they just, they just have an, like all the HBO dramas. It's really hard. And this is, this is something fresh, I think. Yeah. I, I think the BBC does a pretty yeah, good job. But where, yeah, but what I was going to su- suggest people um, watch, because it's out now on Sky, you can watch The Night Of with Riz Ahmed. Oh, yeah. Because we're going to try oh, and suggest that's... some things as we go along that you should, would also like. Handy mm. tips. Aren't we? Handy tips. The Night Of was the best programme of last year. But that's year, what I'm saying. Now. But yeah. if you're, if you're looking, yeah. what I'm saying is for the Pogs, if you're looking for a crime drama, I hear what, you're what, what are we going to say? We're saying, all oh, right, would you go to In the Dark or go to The Night Of? She's I mean, I'd options. say go to The Night Of. Uh, yeah, before. If you're comparing, I mean, this is a, yeah, that is literally one of the greatest crime dramas ever. But of this year. So it feels like, look, one's last year, one's this year. Yeah. Let's move on. Look, 
exactly the case right now for us last year. Oh, Steph's made a valid point, though. It's a valid point. It's on Skybox Sets Now, TV Box Sets Now. I'm, I'm now looking to our lovely it. producer, JD, for help and support feeling, because feeling, I'm feeling attacked. You're feeling attacked. <laughs> I'm trying to help you double thumbs up. Pogs know. Only if, you're in the, if you're in the mood for a crime drama, <laughs> I'm saying go to the night off first and then this it's is... It's a good recommendation. You know, I'm th- taking it. Thanks. Have you watched the night off, Kay? Yeah. What did you think? It's good. Okay. Anyway, back to Into the Dark. How many stars would you give it, Kay? I'm giving it four and a half stars. Steph Sealand. I am going to also give it four and a half stars. And if you're interested, I give the night off five. <laughs> Going on about the night off. No, it's joking. brilliant. It's br- hey, it was my favourite programme last year. Okay. It's one of the greatest programmes of all time. Last year. I'm joking. The night of five, five trillion stars. This <laughs> gets a solid four from me. It's, it is good. It's very good. Let's move on to the controversial matter of Brooklyn Beckham's book of photographs called What I See, which <laughs> has been the subject of um, a few things. Like, So, for example, I think before, in the middle of last week, someone posted a pictures of a couple of the images in it on Twitter. It was an elephant. Which went, well, there's two. There was one of an <laughs> elephant in which you couldn't see the elephant. The elephant was in the dark. And, and the caption if, if the caption was I something like, it. oh, hard to hard photograph. To photograph. Yeah. Um, but amazing. Yeah. Brilliant to see. Brilliant to see. And then there was another one of like a, a dinner in which he said out of focus, but it was amazing what but was going on. But you could tell it was dinner. So someone tweeted those those images and the captions, which are inadvertently funny and, and as if to say, you know, oh, poor Brooklyn, yeah, this is, this is laughable. Then um, uh, on Friday in The Guardian, they had their, you know that um, when they take the piss out of celebrities bit, um, they, they wrote a very funny um, a kind of a, attack on the book, basically taking the piss out of the whole thing, saying it was ludicrous. And But GQ um, magazine wrote a, said it was really good, the book, and said everyone was being really unfair. So I thought it, would be, it was interesting to, for us to have a look at it. And you, of course, Steph, aren't, I mean, you're, you're, you're a citizen editor, but your specialised areas well. is, is pictures, is photographs. You know all about this bloody stuff. You're yeah. an expert. So... Um, wait, I can't wait to hear what you think of them. I, I'm, I'm an amateur, and you know, you know, I go to, I know what I like, as they say. <laughs> the <host> of <laughs> I like what I see. Um, so, and you know, fa- we're all fascinated in their life. But uh, can I just mention a few things that struck me? So this is, this is basically supposed to be always being trumpeted as Brooklyn Beckham. He's obsessed with photography. That's his thing. Penguin have commissioned him to do his own photography book of his photographs. But once you start looking through it, it includes quite a lot of photographs not taken by him, yeah. taken by family members yeah. and mates, sometimes uncredited. He just says, oh, a friend of mine took this photo. And I'm like, well, he doesn't even name them. And like, who? Like, that's yeah. weird for a start. Um, so it's almost like as much about him and his life. There's loads of pictures mm. of him taken by other people, occasionally selfies, and of the Beckhams generally. And that's kind of like... The, the the interest level, isn't it? It's an insight into their lives, yeah. kind of, as it is him doing photographs of elephants wherever they are. You know, what did you think? I think, right, on one hand, okay, this could look like somebody has, you know when you get all your Instagram photos and you send them off to Photobox or one of those other places and you get a book made out of it. Yeah. On one hand, it could look like that, okay? But on the other hand, if you look at this, if you look at this from a, a different perspective of this not being Brooklyn Beckham, Loads of photographers have brought out, and loads of loads of just celebrities have brought out books just based on backstage. There's an amazing book by Sammy Davis Jr., which is all of his own personal photographs Ooh, of him. Good I, history fact. Yeah, of of him and the Rat Pack. Now that's really fascinating and brilliant because he has this immense other talent. Okay, right. so that I think half the problem with getting any plaudits for this book is that Brooklyn Beckham, to most other people, apart from being 
a son of a legendary football player and a singer stroke fashion designer, Victoria Beckham, he he hasn't got anything else that sort of holds him up in high esteem in the photography world. But he's only, how old is he? He's, he's like 17 he's 18, years old. He's, like he's actually, a, yeah, and he's right. about to go to NYU to study photography. Right. So I think also like Helmut Newton's brought out an amazing, has an amazing book called Polaroids, which is just, which is just a picture of Polaroids. Everybody loves all those books because those people already have right, but established didn't, themselves. Didn't Kim Kardashian bring out a book of selfies? Right. Yes, she did. <laughs> now, I think part of that is part of the problem, though. It's like I mean, not that anyone took that seriously, but but presumably no. I don't think anyone. I, did, but right. it, I don't. She's also just that little bit. Older, I don't know any. Yeah, and she's arguably, older. But, but she <laughs> arguably she also has other talents. Do you know? What I mean, I'm not saying he's right. untalented. Right. But what I'm saying is, is so that you're saying she's 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 a she's a well. I mean, what she's. I mean, her main talent really has been kind of in manufacturing TV programs and stuff about herself, isn't it? Really. I mean, she's yeah. a, she's a, that's so. But so anyway, if, but if I said to you, what does Brooklyn Beckham do? What would you say? Right. Well, he's but he's he's not. He's too young, isn't he, to have a job? Exactly. But so I think that's what a lot of people's problem with was it. it. Right. No, I, I actually I actually really like this book oh, because I okay. thought it gave some sparkling insight into the, the Beckham. Sparkling. You it really early on. I can't see what page number it is. There is a picture of Victoria Beckham. <laughs> salmon fishing I mean I know, there is, is no other way picture. you're going to get that kind of access and the thing is part of the brilliance of certain photographers is their their access there's only there's people that will only be photographed by Mario Testino so right. if if we're looking at photography from a yep. point of view of the your talent is in your access I mean he's got people there who he can photograph whenever he wants in right. intimate situations so is that of interest well this is kind of a celebrity royal family so it is of interest and the pictures are good I do have a bit of an issue of him including um, <laughs> pictures that he hasn't taken himself like yeah. there's pictures of his mum and the captions are kind of hilarious but they're the captions of uh, you know a kind of 19 year old yeah, it's yeah. like a scrapbook yeah yeah yeah, you good know, point. Yeah, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? There's no point, K. That like I, you know, there's no one's pretending that this is a masterwork of photography by an experienced, you know, artist, is it? It's 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 it's, it's, it's transparent. It's like Brooklyn Beckham yeah. going, look. I'm a young guy. I am the son of incredibly famous celebrities, and this is and they've given me a book deal to put my photographs there. And I'm going. Why wouldn't I do it? It's and like, do you know what he actually yeah. makes that point in the introduction, yeah, which I'm I thought saying, was yeah. quite. Sweet, and actually, I feel a bit bad for him because he he goes on and on about like I know this is an amazing opportunity. I'm so grateful for it. You know, like he is very yeah. aware, and he, I mean, God, he knew when he brought this book out is likely to be shot down. Mm. I feel kind of like I'm kind of conflicted. I, like there are a lot of shots in there that I actually do really like, and I think are really good. Equally, there are tons of shots that I'm like, no, I mean, like they're, what? they're just very average shots of you know that you wouldn't necessarily want. I wouldn't necessarily put in a published book, but I think that's down to editing as well. What there's 800 pictures there or something. They, I think it could have been even smaller, 600, and it would have been even better distilled down to just the great pictures. Mm. Um, but you know, I also look at it like this: Look, an 18 year old who loves photography gets an opportunity to do a book of their photos. Who the hell's going to say no to that? But that's like, but that's a really interesting point. So should he have said no to this? Because let's face it, I don't there think he are, should. Uh, 
I'm sure Pogs, if you know, they're a famous group of photographers, ma- the Magnum photographers. Mm. They have, they can take photos of anyone on the street and it's be- the way that they take the photo and what's in the photo, the composition, everything about it is just a beautiful photograph. There's, I'm looking at a photo in here and it's actually a collection of six photos and it says, smoking is bad, but I love how the light illuminates his hands and face. Now, a part of me thinks if, I looked. If I saw this photo in a book and I thought it was taken by a Magnum photographer, I might go, "Oh yeah, it's really, really good," mm. you know. But because I know it's taken by Brooklyn Beckham, there's a part of me that thinks, "Oh for God's sake!" <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Which is, you know, it's yeah. Really well, that's the quandary. That's yeah. the that's the. Also, I'm, do you know what I'm very interested in as well? And he said it somewhere in an interview, or whatever. He said actually the approval process by his parents to get these pictures. As anyone who knows who's either interviewed David or Victoria or published any of their stuff, they're notoriously you know it's hard to get approval on anything, <laughs> and including their own son struggled to get a lot of these pictures approved. I mean, I think there's a handful of posh in there. Um, yeah, there aren't many of her. And, and I thought that's really interesting. And there's a yeah. shot where he's. He's taken from very high up. He's on the edge of a, mm. a building and he's like, oh my God, my parents went crazy at this shot because it's really dangerous. But hey, it looks cool, doesn't it? I don't think um, there are any of her where she's not wearing um, sunglasses, by the way. No, and he also well, says that- when he shoots her, it's... Um, it's he. It's quite annoying shooting her if she because she'll if she's aware of it she'll always pose and he likes to take her yeah. just you know. Yeah. I think reportage. if this book was actually a a dive inside to the Beckham's world and it was all pictures of their family life, mm. it would fly off the shelves. Like because because arguably what he is an expert in is being in the Beckham family. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you, <laughs> does mean, that make really, sense? Yeah. Does no, that make I know sense? What you that, mean. I think you're right. This is what I was going to say. It's to me. It's 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 a book of two halves. So it's like what you really want from it is like I'm looking at a picture of like of his brother um, Romeo and Romeo by the way incredibly photogenic he's oh, very photogenic he, he's one of my real... favourite shots in there is of him actually but he, yeah, he looks incredible Burberry campaign yeah. yeah I mean he's he like you know it, it, shot by Brooklyn yeah yeah so but what I think is like I think you're right it's like you half want it to be just a photo book about the Beckhams and their lives yeah Fine, with like most of them taken by Brooklyn Beckham, <laughs> but what you get is this. Um, you get this. Like, here's taking loads of random photos of, um, you know, all kinds of random people. Basically, it's an attempt at photojournalism from someone who isn't yeah. a respected he, photographer. And he even goes up. He even says like, you know, I just he just met some guy in the street. Goes up to him, says, "Can I take photographs of you?" And he takes photographs of him. That's fine. Although to be fair, he also does that on one occasion, and it's on Guy Ritchie's film set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, which, yeah. which again is my point about access. It's like this person has Incredible unrivaled access. access, and has he used that access to the best of his ability? In that, I, I think probably not. I don't someone who so. can get photographs of people that will never, you know, no paparazzi photographer, probably no on-set photographer, will be able to get. Bottom line, though, Steph, is he in any way a talented photographer? Is he any more talented? If I went out now, if I got this. Whatever camera is using, not not my iPhone, but a, a proper decent probably camera. Probably got Hasselblad. Yeah, if I went out now and took, you know, sp- spent a year taking photos, would my photographs be any better or worse than his? His any better or worse than some other doofus going around? Has he got a talent? Is there any talent there? Honestly, I think it's really difficult to judge in this day and age when everybody with Instagram filters can make a photo look incredible. Um, I think the key to being a great photographer now is being at the right place at the right time and having a level of technical skill, which I don't think I saw anything spectacular okay. in there that I thought, you know, it's like with paint, with 
with paintings, you want to see, you want to go, I would never be able to take a photograph like that. Is there anything in there that makes anyone think, I would never be able to take a photograph like that? No. No. Only but the but ones you, of David Beckham, I and I would say. like that opportunity to try so, and set me that so, challenge. So it has to have... a bear of the facts <laughs> and hit... I can't them. wait to read your, see your book of photographs of David Beckham. I don't know if it could be published. Go out there now. But, one of the best photographs is the one of him in the bath taken by Romeo. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's, weird, it's, it's a weird concoction, isn't it? Can I say one other thing? I'm mean, going about this all day, and we, we, we don't want to bore people. There's, I'm just looking at the photographs of like weird blurry lights and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not sure there's anything. It, it, I think he's yet to establish a particular style. Or, exactly. Which is, again, it's an exploration, isn't it? Exploration. I mean, he's 18 years old. Right. He's got a camera, and he's just exactly. experimenting. It is, in the end, to me, it's exactly what I, would expect, I was expecting. But this, Apart from the fact that too many photographs taken by other people, which I wasn't expecting. Thing. Yeah, um, it is. It's exactly what I'd expect of a photo photo book taken by a very famous son of very famous people who is 18, 19 years old. But this, and that's fine. It's a luxury. This this is the kind of book that famous famous photo- and established photographers would maybe bring out more towards the end of their career so you could get an insight into their life. Um, and it feels like a luxury to do that before you've actually begun a proper photography career. To me, it does. But he is, but um, you know, he is a Beckham, isn't he? So it's like, well, people are going to be interested, so why not do it? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The things that we're <laughs> interested in, I don't know whether they're sure. in this book. Oh, <laughs> I think there's enough. It's only, by the way, we should say it's only sixteen ninety nine, which isn't that expensive, is it? So I think you know, like probably his teenage fans can afford a seventeen quid book, three pounds off foil. And he is doing those signings. Doing those signings, fourteen, thirteen, fourteen quid for a hardback, quite you know, lavishly produced. Yeah. Um, you know, it's what is it? It looks like a few hundred pages. I like the paper, actually. I, I feel it's Great worth... I feel, it's, I feel or in the end, it's, it's, it's value for money. It's not a complete exploitation. If it'd be like 30 quid, okay, but, I would have been furious. But the people who... It feels... Are, go on. The people who are going to buy this book are not people who love photography. The people who are going to buy so. this book are people who of like course. the Beckhams. Now, yeah. are they going to be disappointed? That's no, the thing. I think, I, don't think, I, I think there's enough in there about the Beckhams. Apart from... Could do done with a few more shots of Victoria. There's enough of David and the, and the other and I the kids. I think the Beckham fans fine. would buy it for David Beckham pictures. I don't think that, that yeah. people are crying out for Victoria pictures but I think there's enough right. David pictures would you put this on your would you put this on your bookshelf of no. photography books no and I think that's, but that's what he wants <laughs> that's where he's aiming I for I don't know if he does you see, I, I disagree with you I think he, he he's, this is you know, a stepping stone into the industry clear, he wants to work in right I think he's clear exactly what it is he's like no I'm I, I know I'm Brooklyn Beckham they've given me a job to put book photos yeah. and I'm going to do it I think it's literally as simple as that and I was embarrassed buying it <laughs> I was really, I was well, literally like, go. I know I'm buying this oh, book and Beckham's book. Oh, she got papped or something. And I, was... I almost, I was like, um, uh, maybe I should buy War and Peace at the same time. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, it's true. But I do also think. There will be that snobbery about it. But it's it. fine. I, I enjoyed looking through it. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine I'm going to sit there looking, leafing through it. You know, like the great, that's how you can tell, isn't it? A great photography book or Does any it, art book, you, you want to yeah. go back and look through it every, yeah. you know, all the time. I, there was not particularly enough about this for me to say, but I, it is what it is. I thought it was value for money, well, well produced. Can I say my final point on this? The only thing that ground my gears is the lack of capital letters. I know it's a style thing and it's like a young people thing. Nothing is capitalised in that book. And if I was David and Victoria, I would have sat him down and taught him the rules of ground. I don't think that's his fault. I think that's a a design. No, that is him him all over. I've looked at his Instagram. No. Oh, really? Oh, maybe. Well, Well, that's another point, isn't it? It's like, do you get any more from this than you do from his Instagram account? Um... 
a bit. Well, I listen, think. I haven't actually. The only thing you do get, which I loved, was the Victoria swimming, um, fishing, fishing shot. The Victoria fishing one is a standout picture. That is worse than six, in 1699. Which is one more. I'm still going on about it. it <laughs> it's printed on like tinted. Coloured paper, right? So, but I think that's well. I think that's to distract. Well, I have a problem with that because I think that distracts. I agree from the equality of the photograph. Mm. So you get like I'm looking at a spread now. Cody at the beach is on a kind of like yellowy, murky spread in that colour. But then the photograph is like tinted with that colour. But but part of the part of the mastery of photography is, and one of these we come across this in heat. Sometimes we want to buy a really amazing uh, photo. I'm like, oh, there's no point buying it because our paper's not as good. But if you go to any (laughs) photography book, they're not they're not going to be printed on coloured paper because part of the mastery of it is being able to have your photograph printed because you have captured the light correctly because the way that you've taken the photograph that is a skill in itself. Kay wants us to wrap up. Kay is we can't stop talking about this book listen only only because i am absolutely desperate to talk about ross kemp i do think uh, it's weird that it's printed on this tinted this okay well, can't listen, stop leafing through i'm it. gonna just let's shut this book now come on i'm taking it away he one can't. two three brooklyn beckham what i see penguin 1699 how many stars are you giving it k i'm giving it three stars because i just think you know good for him he's taking the opportunity why not steph I'm going to give it three stars because I'm going to give him the credit that, you know, if somebody, if these were photographs by someone else, we'd probably go, oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. And, and he's like, taking the lens cap yeah. off. Yeah. Rib. No. <laughs> I'm going to give it three stars. Yeah. I think, I, I, I'd say, mate, on, I think it's, I think it's perfectly priced. I think it's. <laughs> You're really people, stuck on the price. I think what it's important. is it about this price? Because if it was point. more than 20, because you can get, most novels these cases cost 20 quid that are probably cost less to produce. I think I was surprised that it was so cheap. Sixteen ninety nine. I'm obsessed. <laughs> But then it's all for all the young fans, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, yeah, in terms of, of how but much that it costs to produce. Normally. Kay wants oh, to stop sorry. talking about Come it. On. She's annoyed that we carry on talking about it. Kay, if you're so obsessed with Ross Kemp, explain all about his new series. Hey, go I'll, on, give it a go. I will do. Ross Kemp Extreme World. Uh, first episode is set in Texas. And good old Ross uh, goes there to investigate the growing racial tension, basically, in the wake of... President Trump. So he goes to investigate um, the racism there and he talks to both um, like white supremacists Oh my god, it's because I'm looking at who buys Supreme. I'm looking at your Supreme t shirt. White Supreme. We know it's right. It's white supremacists. White supremacists. Not supremists. Although if you want to send if you want to send, yeah, Boyd's Supreme. Um and also he goes and he goes and talks to um black separatist mil- militia groups, militia groups. So um, he goes and explores from both sides and, yeah, just examines so it, really. He, I mean, what else is there to well, say? It's just of, Ross Kemp doing his thing. He kind of starts, he poses the question, Yeah, is there a race war yes. that has been bubbling under mm. that is about to hit America? Because, as we all know, and there's no argument about this, Donald Trump's <laughs> presidency, coupled with... The plethora of shootings right. of young black yeah. men has in some way legitimised racism for the American people. Okay, so he poses this question well, at the yeah, beginning, yeah. doesn't he? So the Black Lives Matter, is, it's a black lot of it is down matter. to that. So black lives, matter, black lives Matter is this movement that has arisen in America because, as a reaction to, let's not forget, the incredible number of young black men mostly who have been killed in police incidents. Also, I think there's an unbelievable um, percentage of prisoners who are young black men as well yeah. in America, like, and completely out, out of all proportion to, you know, wider society. So Black Lives Matter is a response to all of that. And there's a group in this called White Lives Matter, and he kind of meets 
those people. And there's like, set there's like up. six of them. Isn't yeah, there? and they set themselves up as like they're saying, "Oh, you know, we're not um, we're not white supremacists." And then he, and he supremacists. Oh, yeah. so, supremacists, supremacists, and he talks to them. So he meets all these people, and I think it's it's in the context, isn't it? So this is you know the whole series, Extreme World, of which you know, and all of his shows for Sky has done really since since day one, where he goes to war zones. They're all about him plonking himself, aren't they, in the middle of very dangerous, often difficult, controversial situations and him meeting these people and he does meet and I have to say so he met particularly he, the White Lives Matter oh. people he talks to a couple of them and they say oh we're not white supremacists then he gets nails them down one of them oh yeah actually I used to be yeah. in you know the Ku Klux Klan or whatever or oh yeah the I used Aryan to be in Renaissance that Aryan society. Nation. and I was like the best bit is when he goes Oh, they go, oh, no, we're not white supremacists. But tell you what, we can introduce you to the grand yeah. wizard of the yeah. KKK. Yeah, he literally meets KKK members and goes to some kind of KKK event where they have to turn off the cameras and this, that and the other. And he introduces this guy who basically says that black people are animals. Yeah. I mean, oh, gosh. Yeah, no, black people aren't human. He poses no, oh, yeah. the question, do you think black people are actually right. humans? Which is because he Because moment. he describes them in a racist way. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I mean virulent. Yeah. hatred and, 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 you know, there's like levels of racism, I guess, aren't there? And this guy is right off oh the scale. Oh, my scale. God, but, yeah. And, and Ross Kemp, again, to give him credit, it comes back with, well, the president for the last eight years. Are you saying the president for the last eight years is, an, is a subhuman animal? And the guy goes, yes, I do. I mean, I think it's easy to make fun of Ross Kemp, but on one level, you know, even going back to the episode of Ricky Gervais's comedy, you know, where he was in extras where, mm. you know, he made fun of himself. He's aware of his image, isn't he? Of this, you know, I'm the tough guy, macho guy who's going to go to war zones. But he does plonk himself in the middle yeah. of these situations. We, at one point, he's in this pitch battle between two rival, there's like one... Blood subverse crits. Yeah, like inc- incredibly racist groups of white white people. Oh. And of course, and against then there's these like very left-wing socialist people, even like communist people, yeah. self-proclaimed communist people, and blah, 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 and they're kind of with a line of police in the middle of horses. And Ross Kemp, because he's a skinhead, yeah. he looks like he is, even though he's completely not they at all in any him, way. Nazi scum yeah, go and home. He, and, he, and he says to the camera, oh, now, now I feel like, I know what it's like to be accused of being uh, a, a right-wing Nazi. And it's quite an interesting moment. So bottom line is, I th- I was really impressed, I have to say. I mean, I think he is a comical figure, and the voiceover is a bit like it's something quite funny about because it's like you look, you're listening to you know Phil Mitchell he, he, yeah, or Grant Mitchell because he pro- like he puts these inor- like he lengthy enunciates gaps. Mm. Yeah. So when he was he was talking about the um, Mika Johnson shooting when he shot five police officers, and he was going, "It's the biggest loss of police officers since nine. 11. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, the weird pauses. Yeah, <laughs> weird pauses. Very, very. So it's all a bit self-important. The narration, I think. But, but I thought the actual stuff that he did and meeting these people and what he said and what he, how he questions them, by and large, was really good. I thought there was an interview with the policewoman that was slightly unsatisfactory. I thought he could have probed her more, but it's hard. But generally, I came away with it thinking, you know, he's, this is a real, he's meeting some of the nastiest scumbags yeah. right now in the world. And he is exposing them for what they are, which is just moronic racist idiots. I would watch rather watch him doing this though than Piers Morgan. But yeah. that's interesting you say that because when you saying that I didn't I felt exactly the same I thought I really enjoyed this. I was very impressed with Ross Kemp and I think whereas I have I, I kind of stay away from his documentaries because I can't see anyone else but Grant. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I know what you mean. Oh, I really thought Steph he was very, yeah it is <laughs> it's classic. The pogs might feel the same. So the thing is, but I didn't think he delved 
deeply enough and he didn't think he probed deeply enough compared to and I know we said this before to to a Louis Theroux you remember Louis Theroux when he yeah. went he did Louis Theroux meets the Nazis you know I, I felt like <laughs> that I what it was called yeah it was, was called it? meets the Nazis okay. I I when he went to meet the the Grand Wizard I thought that was he was visibly shocked by yes, what the Grand shocked, Wizard said, yeah. and they were—they had a Nazi um, thing on fire, and it was—it was—it was obviously upsetting him. Mm. So it was. But I don't know how much more him. I wanted him to probe the KKK guy because I was like, well, you know, he's already I, so horrific. I was like, mm. I mean, we kind of got the message now that this is a despicable human being who is like horrendous. Like, how much more? Well, I wanted him to be more questioning I wanted him to say yeah, yeah but I know what, what about this and what about this yeah. and all I these did want him to say yes from... I know what you mean a couple of times I wanted him to say to those people because they all kind of said like it was quite repetitive in a way like the, the, the white racist people yeah often made this said well you know they've got black people are shooting our police that's what they yeah. said didn't they attack our police but the point that he should have made I felt yes. repeatedly was but hold on Police have been routinely killing for years. Black yeah, men, often, mostly often unarmed. Yeah, mm. you know, just say some. That's what started it, wasn't it? You know, it's like a. That is what started yeah, it. And, I would have liked to. Have seen and you know, black. There's racism against black people in America is a massive problem, and he could have, you know, tried statistics. But in the end, he's not going to convince them, is he? I mean, these. There's no logic. They, in the end, it's not a thing about logic, is it? They think they are. It's at proper hardcore deep down racism. They just believe that black people are lesser than them. And I don't think there's anything you could have said to, to, to I don't them. think you can change the opinion of someone no. who thinks a black person isn't human. <laughs> but no. I just don't think that we can say that because I just think, what is the point then? Now, of course, I think the point of these programmes is to challenge them. We can't just all go, oh, okay, well, they just that's what they believe and that's racism. So that's just going to actually... Be, if he was he challenged with them, some, but just not enough to your liking. Well, mm. no, I don't think he does. He doesn't. He just goes, oh, so is that what you think? And then he goes, they go, yeah. So I, I just... <laughs> would have wanted him to say what about what do, What does it make you feel when you see these the black children these black teenagers being shot what about this footage do you, mm. you know I would, would have wanted more of an argument um, and he doesn't he just kind of accepts their opinions maybe through fear um um, maybe because I think half the reason that he got these interviews is, and he says he's one of the only people that's been able to get yeah, in yeah. with them, yeah. is because you know, sadly, because of the way that he looks, and like he said, yeah. like he alludes to, well, I think you know, they all thought, which he found very hurtful, that he himself was aligned with these uh, white supremacist mm, groups. Mm. So I think there was a there was, and it was when he was interviewing, it was kind of they went to this secret location, and he went on a secret bus, and it was all you Love know, it's a very things. underground, yeah. it's a very underground world for people that have such high opinions of themselves and ridiculous opinions about race that they it has to be so underground but they like like they said and they all love Donald Trump don't they it's completely legitimized the yeah, way that they true. think and, and interestingly well, the policewoman who he, right at the beginning who he talks about you know who I criticized that that interview actually he does get her to admit that all these instances have got worse since Trump yeah. Uh, I thought it was really interesting for for uh, for a high ranking official, official mm. law 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 making official law making law and order person <laughs> to say that I thought was really was that was a, an interesting moment. I much bottom. I I just I've I've also veered away avoided the Ross Kemp kind of mm. series because I always feel it's just going to be him in like a war zone or something you know donning a flak jacket yeah. and being embedded with troops and that doesn't interest me particularly. But this stuff I think is good and I think I know it's not Louis Theroux but it but it I it, I think it's preferable to to Piers Morgan and I think he is incredibly brave having made it my own documentary about the paparazzi follow Britney Spears oh my god I forgot about that which was scary enough (laughs) 
Sky One, yes, like eight years ago. Wow. I was terrified of various things that happened. Yeah. Even me, and they those were just people. Paps. They, they were just even paparazzi, like, yeah. They weren't the Crips versus Bloods. Some of them were ex-cons, though, okay. Okay, but documentary still it's available. It's really scary. I must, it's probably somewhere on We YouTube. need to find it. Check Tell it us what out. you think, everyone. So I think he's he is genuinely brave. I know it's funny, no, but he is, brave. isn't he? And I I, I, oh, I, it I, is. Sorry, I, I knocked over my ticket. I was so excited about saying how brave he was. Ruddy bloody brave, Kay. Oh, God, he's got, he's got balls. And, like, I was... I was the same i avoided the stuff he had done because i was like i can't get beyond grant hearing the tape confession of sharon sleeping with phil in the vic right and that face he pulls (laughs) because that's the same fear and disgust and everything going on that he you know he shows here in this picture we're looking at right now but listeners give him his credit publicity picture of him which i have to say is the least flattering publicity picture i'm just holding up that's just his face of of yeah, it's but it's it's, 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 it's more impressed. flashing photos. But this than is that a thing. He get, well, no, he's just always Grant. It was just it's just one of my problems with these things. Oh no, I think you're being unfair. I'm. Can I he's give you Grant. my you're scoring? Because I'm going to give him. Okay, um, you can move us on. Four stars. It would have been three and a half, but I'm giving it a half star, um, just for the fact that I thought you know he was better. He was better. Better than Grant Mitchell. Better than Piers. Better than Piers. BTP is he. <gasps> Better than Piers? Yeah, he's he's better than Piers. What do you call him, that bit of gammon? Walking, talking gammon. Walking, talking gammon. Yeah, I think it's a four stars. But can I also, in the spirit of mentioning other things, say to people that if you are interested in this kind of thing, there is an amazing documentary called 13th on Netflix, which is about um, slavery and the prison system in America in its app. Absolutely brilliant. It's Ava DuVernay's documentary. Um, and you can get that on Netflix. So that's in the spirit of giving people Is that another programme that's better than this thing? Is that what I have to say it is, it is better than this. streaming but services that are better reading, than No, but like people might be interested because it, that is... No, you know, if you want to delve... If, if this piques your interest, if it piques your interest, and then, you, you know, yeah. learn about the 13th Amendment. Oh, Come totally. on, Boyd. How many stars did you give it? Four. I'm give it four. four. Uh, I'm going to give it four, yeah. Ross Kemp Extreme World. Um, series six is that right? Series six, that's incredible. What have the other things been about? Jesus, let's God Google. Knows. We'll do a it's Google. a Google. Um, it's on next Sunday, Sky One, and now TV at nine o'clock. And finally, it's question time. Question time. Can I just say, right, for people that don't know, the reason we have to do that is because we can't afford any music. So if you find that annoying, then just send us a jingle and we'll that can be our new jingle. You do it. Yeah, you do it for us because then it'll just rest our vocal well, cords like it Adele. Is, is the theme tune, it's not even the theme tune to Question Time, so it's another theme tune. Yeah, either. because we couldn't afford the theme t- t- tune the to theme Question Time. The theme to Question goes, goes something different. It goes... That's it. All I'm saying is, if somebody like wants to make us a theme tune for Question Time, so we don't have to keep singing that, that's great. And thanks anyway, send it in. This week's question is very, very intellectual and um, challenging. What is Katie Price's? What's your favourite Katie Price slash Jordan moment? Okay. Easy, too easy. Well, actually, I say that I was torn between the Eurovision pink, like Teletubby moment when she wore that latex outfit. Do you remember why she was pregnant? I think she was. Is that when oh, she, yeah. Yeah. she she tried to get a whole new world. song for Europe or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So she looked like a sausage. A song yeah. for Europe. Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, Eurovision. That is Eurovision. A song for Europe would be the winner of Europe. It's just like a song for Britain, isn't it? Like. It's a song, yeah, because Eurovision is a song for she you. Was in, she was in Pink later. I I'm think it was a song for you. Like, I no. think it was a song for you. Okay. Yeah, Listen, anyway, guys, we're not, not getting bogged down. I'm not even going for that moment, so forget <laughs> about it. I'm going for this one, which I'm showing you guys, which is basically um, Katie This is Price. a picture you're showing us. Yeah, right, I'm showing you guys. I'm going to tweet it. This is an oral, oral media. Kate's going to tweet it. But we'll describe what's in it. 
Yeah. I will if let's let's <laughs> stand you, down, boy, you, and myself. <laughs> let's just both stand down. I'm just making the point. That I'm waiting for silence. Right. So basically, Kieran and Katie are both dressed as unicorns. Um, it was for <laughs> her launch good. of a program last year called Katie um, Price's Pony Club. And this was um, one tabloid said this was her continuing to punish cheating Kieran <laughs> over um, sleeping with her two best friends because she made him wear this blue latex with hooves. And actually all the kids were dressed as them. And yeah, it's quite a sight to behold. I'll, I'll tweet it. But he looks so happy. Well, that's only because he's in public and... You he's know. a blue unicorn and he's got a really nice ponytail in it. Kay's going to tweet it. I'll tweet it. I'll get Boyd to tweet it to the pogs. Okay. I'm not tweeting that. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry. Hey! Um, Steph. Okay, I'm going to go for a moment that I think was one of the most beautiful moments in Katie okay. Price. When she turned into Katie Price, which is when she was on I'm a Celebrity with Peter Andre and they fell in love. And oh, do you remember? Yeah. It's a beautiful moment. Mm. And we discovered that Peter Andre had, let's just say, a tiny acorn is what it was described oh, as. Right. And yeah, and they fell in love on I'm a Celebrity. And I, I thought that was a rare moment of... That's a good moment. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think Romance. if you do a Google of Katie Price's Pony Club, you'll find this picture, won't you? Because he's refusing to tweet it. He will do yeah. anything to get it. Why do you, I mean, you don't want that on timeline? Just put Katie Price unicorn and you will come yeah. up with a good. Kale tweets it. Turquoise, like horse hooves. He's a pony hooves. You don't want to tweet it, but look how mesmerised you are. By I am you can't get enough of it. You know what your Christmas we'll present you, is? Yeah. It is incredible. Calendar with it. Uh, my favourite moment is, of course, um, when I went for dinner with her. Oh, God. Of course it is. Of course it ruddy bloody is. Yes. In her, um, in in the uh, last big series she did about her own life uh, for Sky Living seven years ago. Apart Um, from this one, seven years ago when this this podcast first began, I think that this this thing was all about the Pony Club. So this is the the the, in terms of general. Purists. The wall. Pure, purists. This will is my remember. life. Yeah. Right. Whatever the hell it was called. Um, there was a big launch of the series that took place at her house. Um, and do you remember she was going out with that? Um, is he Spanish? Oh, Leo. Yeah, Le- yeah. Leo. Is that his name? Yeah. She had and, it tattooed on her. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, like, I gathered with about Leandro. Leandro. Thank you. I knew it wasn't Leo. No, it is. No, it is Leo. She had a tattoo saying Leo. Okay. Let's move on. Let's not. Let's not get bogged down in the whole Leandro Leo. Don't need to bog down. His name was. Leo. Andrew, she had a tactical lead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so she she cooked dinner for me and a small clutch of journalists. What? Yeah. I mean, I say she cooked dinner. She had help, obviously, but she did stir. She made a big curry. She did uh, yeah. stir. She, she stirred the it. curry. What kind of curry? Chicken korma. Ooh. Yeah, and she, she did stir it quite a lot. Very um, tasty. And she also made a vegetable lasagna because she knew. because I, I They go we well to together. Them, yeah, because we had to tell Italy. them if we were vegetarian. Oh, yeah. remember Okja. <laughs> Milkshire, yeah. Um, so, and I sat next to her. Actually, she sat at the head of the table, and I, for some reason, I was plonked right next to her, and I had to listen to her kind of partly complaining about paparazzi, which again is partly why I find she's a comic figure. She, she does. I hope you bonded with her and said I did a documentary on her. Yeah, I think I did tell her about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then the brilliant was Leo, Leo slash Leonardo, Leonardo slash whatever his name Leandro. is, Leon, Leandro. 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 He popped up halfway through. He suddenly arrived, Olé. which was big news at the time because she just started like seeing him, and everyone was like, "We used to print stories about him every week," oh. and suddenly he pops in, and she's like snogs him re- in a really contrived way oh. in the kitchen in front of Fun. all of these. The whole thing was comical, and she, things like we had to take our shoes off and. Uh, she has a temp- she had heated flooring, heated like very to a very specific all. temperature because she hates the cold and the kids are running around. It was extraordinary scenes, yeah. So it was a great honour. Personal moment. Very personal insight into my the moment with Katie real Price. Katie Price. Real. Oh. Everyone. 
Yeah. Hey, guys, you know what I think we should do? I think we should sign off and then we should go to a room and have another three-hour conversation about Brooklyn Beckham's YC. What do you think? Or another three-hour conversation about whether it's Leandro or Leo or Let's Leonardo. Or or they're all equally valid. Guys, I'm done. Equally valid. <laughs> Kay's done. She's been wrapping us up for the last 40 minutes. Um, if you listeners have, as a reminder, have any feedback whatsoever, whatsoever. please Tweet me at Boyd Hill or at Steph Steen or at Kay Ribeiro. And hashtag Pogs. Hashtag Pogs, people on the ground. Yeah. Um, and also, please, God, review us positively but on the iTunes. don't base it on this one because, don't, I mean, like, it's gone on for a while. But also, you know what? Jordan Gallagher, actually, because you have tweeted us, we just want to say we are going to do something on Bloodline. I have watched it. I'm just waiting for these two losers to watch it. And we are we are going to talk about it, aren't we? Because we care about what you're, you yeah, want to Yeah, hold your horses, about. Jordan. There's a lot of stuff to watch, but we will get around to it. Yeah. Thanks very much. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.